0: Yards that is a duel from Tim
1: has done it again! What a goal by Tim Cahill! Five goals to goal out from the league yeah. champions! On
2: 1116 SES,
3: the 4 Diego. Hey, amigos and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on a cool Wednesday night. Thanks for your company. Hey, thanks to Fani again. And finally, we'll be back tomorrow night from 7 and uh, Zanners and Poltz as well on a, another fantastic show by the guys. And uh, Vinnie Venezuela, welcome.
0: Good evening, Rodrigo. Look, I don't know much about world politics, but I know that Silvio Berlusconi <laughs> would probably be thinking it's time for a Boonga Boonga with my mate Donnie. Yeah, I wonder what
3: Donny's uh, version of Boonga Boonga is going to be. But anyway, that will mm. remain to be seen. Uh, Warren Diego, welcome.
1: Rodrigo, good to be here. Thank you.
3: Good to see you and Carlos Alberto Diego in the chair. How
2: are you there, Rodrigo? Yeah, I good. would uh, make uh, Donald Trump's win uh, almost a giant killer Hereford United versus Newcastle United in the FA Cup in the FA Cup. Sorry, uh, a number of years ago, mm. where it's uh, you know the young upstarts coming up and beating the uh, more celebrated team. That's what we, that's what I saw with the uh, Trump
0: win tonight. I think Donald was a goalkeeper because he knows all about the wall <laughs> and how to construct the wall where it should be.
3: Well, um, I'm not what size gloves would he wear? Because uh, mm. they're talking about his yeah. uh, small hands. But anyway, <laughs> hey, um, just just remind me of that, remember that segment we used to have many years ago on SEN, the uh, You're Fired? Oh, you yes, know, the second uh, one. Yeah. The oh, fine, yeah, we'll find that one. You should. We had a bit of a, a sting with uh, Mr. Trump. But anyway, yeah. we've got a big show tonight, uh, gents, because uh, we've got uh, Mike McGrath coming up very shortly, but we've, we're going inside the Socceroos mm. camp tonight and speaking to Milos Degenek. Before their uh, big World Cup qualifier against uh, Thailand coming up on Tuesday, so looking forward to speaking to him. Uh, we've got a whole heap of stuff. We've got the uh, Q and A coming up very very shortly as well. So it's a big big show tonight, uh, boys. Tonight's show is uh, brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Text Talk. Best on Plumbing and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Uh, we really appreciate our sponsors. Uh have got a big show tonight. Give us a call tonight if you want, nine four two nine eleven sixteen, or send us a text message on 433 11 16.
0: Now, I did tweet that I, I didn't know whether we were going to call it the comb-over hotline or the boonga-boonga hotline <laughs> or the build-me-a-wall hotline.
3: Well, s- The hotline, we'll save the hotline for tomorrow night because uh, we've got the final whistle tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, a Thursday night edition Mm. of the final whistle after SEN's call, of course, of the Melbourne City versus Newcastle Jets game. You've got marked it down as a win?
1: Chalk it down now. Wow. I mean, I would say this is as certain as... Are Using Trump the American the pollsters, American uh, the <laughs> no, Americas it, American hey, pollsters. It was as certain as that. Tomorrow night is as certain <laughs> as Donald Trump winning.
3: Yeah. Looking forward to. Love the final whistle. So uh, you know when you're on your way back, uh, we'll talk to the Melbourne City fans tomorrow. Uh, big show tonight. Tomorrow night. So make sure you tune in from uh, 10 p.m. It's uh, nine past eleven.
2: Dragged, bagged, slagged, lost your rag. Absolutely shagged. You've not had a happy game. Let's take an early shower with Rodrigo Rodriguez.
3: Yes, it is time for an early shower. It is the Q and A. Geez,
2: hmm. that's uh taking that's a retro classic. And we are in the showers right now. <laughs> and we're having a bit of a chat. We're just uh debriefing on the game. Well we're in the shower on the weekend. We're yes. in the shower. Yep and well, let's talk about the big blue. I'm scrubbing Warren's <laughs> back right now. Which is a bit blue at the moment,
3: <laughs> given you scrubbing it. But it, let's talk about the big blue. Yes. Sydney FC defeated Melbourne victory 2-1. Controversial game, but uh, what do you make of the result, Carlos? I, I,
2: it was really interesting because I thought Sydney were the better side over 90 minutes, but the clear-cut chances of victory had in that first half, they should have won the game three. You know, at least gone into half time at 3-0. Ooh. And I happened to be at Victory today, just doing a little bit of a project. Ah, you know, bit the, of a, the, the, a bit of a Del Piero type project there, and speaking <laughs> to a couple of the players. And when I said they were a bit unlucky, they wouldn't have it. They wouldn't have it because they're, they're sick and tired of this thing that we should have won, we should have won, we should have won. We've got to start nailing it. And some uh, very celebrated players put me in my spot when I suggested <laughs> that they should have won the game on the weekend.
0: Well, it's true, they should have won it. Uh... Bloody Barisha! <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't miss him. He's not made to miss penalties yeah. like that, but yeah. it did. Was he did. What's clever? going on, Vinny? Was he being a bit too clever? I think clever? he was. Yeah. that was upsetting. And Rojas. Do, do you know oh, that yeah. I had predicted? I said that Barisha and Rojas would score, and they should have. Both of them. They both missed sitters.
3: I thought about you, Vinny, when uh, they both Jeez. missed those sitters, and. Uh, I actually felt sorry for them because yep. I, I thought they should have been at least 3 0 up at half time. But mm. uh, Warren, you, you would have felt oh, sorry look, for I them. Oh, look, I enjoyed the whole experience, actually. It couldn't have been,
1: you couldn't have actually found a better way yep. for victory to lose. Have multiple chances <laughs> in the that's first that's half. Tough. Should have been 3 0 up. Copped a really poor decision that David Carney was allowed to score. Mm. And then lost. It was just. You couldn't have had more fun with your clothes on. But one thing I will say. <laughs> One thing I will say, I think the result for me demonstrate, and, and this is across the two games that Melbourne teams played in over the weekend, I, I for me, any talk of a team being significantly better than the rest is false. You could look at the ladder now and say Sydney are undefeated and they're going okay. But on any given night, if another team comes to play, particularly we're talking City victory and even you look at the likes of Adelaide possibly, but... There's not a big gap between the best and the worst, except for probably the two pub teams towards no, the. bottom. Don't, don't
2: include Central Coast as a pub team at the moment, but they play very, they very well uh, away from home but in it's Adelaide. it's Closer than: And we think. a well-deserved win over there.: Yeah, uh, Carlos. What do you make of Sydney FC now? Are you a, are you a believer now? No, all, all I see, and again, speaking to my friends at Victory today, well, you, I don't support them, but it I was there doing the project. Easily. Pretending and, to uh, be there. And friend. I said to them, I reckon, I said to them, you know, Sydney are a bit overrated, aren't they? And they, they wouldn't have that either. <laughs> they wouldn't have it. But they, I saw a little twinkle in their eyes yeah, saying, yeah. yeah, they are a bit overrated. They're just a team that are competitive, and they're together, and they're spirited right now. But you just wait. Gets a bit cold. It won't get hot because it's a summer competition. But a few problems happen. Just a few problems over problems. Christmas, and they'll implode yeah. that mob. All right, let's
3: move on from well, let's move on from Sydney FC. But uh, play, you know how, how good they're going to be uh, yeah. after after Christmas. But w- what about that handball from David Carney?
2: Now it was pretty are, are clear. You gonna, you, Warren, you know oh, you're scathing of referees. Oh, you're scathing. No. Re- You've got no respect at all for any referees. Anyone in authority actually ever. Right? Are you going to blame the referee?
1: I look. I I know that I don't know because I don't pay much attention to the running sheet most most night. I know we're going to talk about no running sheet. No, we're going to talk about video. You can if you want. Okay. Well, do you think? Do you think video is required? No, with no video required. Open the (laughs) eyes. The referees just need to open their eyes. They're too busy, you know. Posturing. I don't know what they're doing. They're, the, the word is just paperwork. <laughs> the they're, they're, they're feathers, you know, they're peacocks. It's all, they're peacocks. <laughs> just open your
0: eyes. Checking that you? the yellow cards are all sort of shuffled just, properly.
1: Just open the eyes and just what? Look, you know, there's two things. You know, I've been accused of watching things I shouldn't watch.
0: Yes, that's yeah. true.
1: and I do Especially from time on to CBS time too. But yeah. There's a difference between like, looking what,
2: like Jared Hayne? looking <laughs> <Yeah. and> watching <laughs> <Yes>. those things.
1: <laughs> Wasn't that funny? That was actually the actually. Give me, thing give I I me your seen. phone. I
2: want to look at your no,
1: no, browsing you, history because <laughs> you could you could uh, it'll just be of na- you could <laughs> infiltrate my phone and embarrass me.
0: It'll just be of naked horses or, or Stevie
2: Gerard naked. There's
1: a difference between watching. And looking. And they don't look. It's, it's the same did, for did you outside. Watch it, did you watch it the game? Yeah, I did.
2: The, the referee was perfectly placed. Was. Yeah, well, he he's was just He was just, he was just um, blocked. Uh, I think it was Negro. It had gone up into the air, just blocked. It was one oh, of those things. Videos. Even the players around them didn't complain until they saw the replay on the scoreboard.
0: That did change the game. It would have been a draw without that um, uh, free free hit at the the goals. But the
1: use of video technology is a – it's a quantum step.
2: It's
0: called VARs. It's
1: it's called VARs.
0: Uh, Video
1: assistant reps.
2: You know what? You lambast me for
1: things like interchange and getting rid of offside, which are all quite bizarre, you know, out there type things. But – to me, what's the difference between that and television replays? It's the same. You either keep the game the way it is with all its mistakes or you change it, everything's on the table. So no video replay. There you go. You heard the whistle? Yeah. But all right, again, that whistle Again, they can't keep time, these referees.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> the whistle's getting angry. You're going to be sent, sent off in a minute. But, uh, hey, now it's time to go to Mike McGrath. Yes, it's time now to go to the UK and catch up with our man on the ground in the UK from thesun.co.uk and from the sun in the UK, Mike McGrath. day, Mike, and welcome to the show.
4: Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on.
3: It's nice to have you nice and early again, Mike. It's Rodrigo here, Vinny Venezuela, Warren Diego, and Carlos Alberto Diego is here as well. Warren wants to ask the first yeah, question. Yeah,
1: Mike, um, I don't really care about anything else, but I'm going to ask you a very personal question because it is pretty personal. Oh, wow. In 19 games time, in 19 Premier League matches, I'll be sitting in the main stand, lower deck with a Liverpool legend. 19 games. With a mate of mine watching Liverpool play Everton in the Merseyside Derby. April the 30th <laughs> no, March the 30th. Can you tell me with great certainty where Liverpool will be on the ladder as I'm watching my first ever Liverpool game live, please?
4: Well... I'll narrow it down to say that they'll be in the top four. Um,
1: are they any chance, Mike? Are four. they any are they any chance?
4: Yeah, I think so. I really do. I think, um, and I think the last couple of weeks have just given a little bit more belief that they can be there. In, you know, around that time, around that that business end of the season. Um, Because he's really doing some good work, and I think it's probably being accelerated by the fact that he's got no, Klopp's got no European football. He's working with them intensely, and it's going to be a real. You know, it's going to be. It promises to be a really good season for them if they continue anything like what they've been doing recently.
0: Mike, the Klopp illusion can it keep going? (laughs) Uh, given that, you know, they don't have players like Suarez that they used to have when they nearly made it?
4: Yeah, I I think... You, you Obviously, it's going be so difficult to say there's going to be another Luis Suarez, but I think they're more of a team than they were in that year. Um, there's more uh, teamwork and there's more... Um, it, it's balanced a bit more the workload and the goals. They've got a fantastic front five. Um and they've got stars in their own right. I think they've bought. I think Mane is really one of the one of the signings of the summer, um, along with Joel Matip. You know, so they've bought well when others have not bought at all, really, or they haven't bought well. Um, and it really promises. It, it really does give a lot of hope. And I think also another thing is he's kind of dispelled that myth about um, about these players not being able to last a season because they got to that. Europa League final last season um, playing that intense football. So I think they will be able to, to last this year as well.
0: And sorry, can I ask one a quick one? Will the African Nations Cup hurt them because Mane's going to be away?
4: I think they've got enough to just kind of interchange with him. I mean, Daniel Surridge isn't starting um, and they've and they've got uh James Milner who can play in, in the midfield, he's playing left back at the moment when it he, when he's playing but he can play across the midfield. So I think there's some real I I, I think he's been one of the signings of the summer, but you know, if you take him out then Firmino or Cortinho can step up and likewise if one of those um have a have an off game then others fill in as well. So I don't think they I don't think it's panic stations about him going.
2: Mike, it's Carlos. Uh, We had uh, Walter Mazzari on the weekend, uh, the Watford manager, who was just uh, almost, uh, you know, taken aback by the... You talked about the... You described as the intensity of Liverpool's game. And, of course, early in the season, Curtis Davis, the... uh, the uh, captain of Hull, when they got beaten by Liverpool, talking about the absolute frenetic way their runs, especially their forward runs and everyone moving at the same time. He reckons they were unmarkable, you know, those Liverpool players during that game. Is it all about intensity and just spirit in this team that Klopp's instilled? Uh, And is that enough to make them go all the way? Because I don't have your Sergio Aguaro's as such, or, you know, the really, really big players... Are the difference players who have won things—they've just got a team at the moment. It seems like a team that's playing together and just absolutely frenetic with and without the ball.
4: Yeah, I think yeah, you know, I think it is about the intensity. Um, obviously, the players have to buy into that. When you're winning, you know, it's much easier to buy into that system. Um, and I think if you if you're not part of it. Then, then you're on the bench, like Sturridge. But also, I think it's really important that um, that every single person is doing it. And if and if there is a weak link in that chain, it really doesn't work. It, it, when you're pressing that hard and that high up the pitch, you can't really afford you know one player out of out of your eleven, and that's, it is eleven now, including the keeper. You can't afford one player to um, to to drop off at all. And I think Klopp has got that in in there now. Look, I I think... I I still think that there'll be a lot of twists and turns in terms of who's going to win, who's going to be top on a week-by-week basis. Um, But certainly they're they're putting a marker down saying that they'll be one of those teams that'll be there or thereabouts.
1: Mike, I want to ask you a question about Leicester. I'm I'm wondering, do they almost need to make a conscious choice not to do so well... In the Champions League because the mistakes that they're making and the games that they're now losing and particularly the one on the weekend that came from a, a really glaring mistimed back pass. I'm just wondering, do they, do they have to be careful or how careful do they need to become about making sure that they're getting the results that they need in the Premier League To just keep that pressure on. I know if you look at the ladder, there's two teams already significantly adrift and they're well ahead of those. But you know how these things happen, don't you? You stay close to the bottom for long enough and suddenly you're in the relegation race.
4: Yeah, I mean, they're only two points ahead of um, the relegation zone at the moment. I don't think they'd be too worried about it in terms of relegation. Um, but I think they are making a choice and the choice is is the opposite of what you said. I think they're choosing the Champions League over the Premier League. This is their adventure for the season like being a title contender was last season. Um, And, you know, who can really begrudge them that? They're four games in without conceding a goal in the Champions League. and They're they're on the brink of a knockout game against, you know, the likes of Barcelona where it could be, you know, the one of the matches that they will remember forever at Leicester. Um, I don't think they're too worried up uh, about relegation, but it seems like everything that went right for them last last year that that rub of the green that you get a, a referee decision here here or there is going against them. I mean, Danny Drinkwater making a pass like he did on Sunday that just that didn't happen for 38 games last season, so. And, and, it, and it happens like that when you're at the wrong end of the table um, that luck goes against you. But, like I say, in, in the Champions League, um, they can't really do any wrong at the moment. So I think that's probably where they're going to focus, um, you know, so maybe subconsciously focus their attention on because um, they've got a real chance there. And Whereas in the Premier League, they're too far behind already.
0: Mike Cavini here. Look, we've got Paris... We've got Milan, we've got Barcelona and now apparently Manchester is the best city in the world according to Zlatz. <laughs> what memo have I missed? Uh,
4: I I I think obviously I've spent a lot of time in, in Manchester recently and I do think it is the place to be for football at the moment as a football city, maybe not quality, but yeah, I think um I I I wouldn't want to be anywhere else if um you know, for football at
2: the moment, it really is, um, it really is a place that's buzzing. So, Mike, is uh, Jose Marino still holed up in his five-star or seven-star apartment where he's got to order takeout and, he can't, and he's just being harassed by the paparazzi wherever he goes? Or because they won on the weekend, is he happy just to stroll down and, down the road and, uh, and you know go to the local Italian restaurant and, and have the paparazzi photograph him as he's eating his spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese?
4: Yeah, he he's still at the Lowry Hotel where he has been, um, yeah, you know, since he started this job. I, you know, I I do think uh, I do think he should have got a house. By the way, I think he should have immersed himself a bit more into uh, Manchester. But Manchester is a bit. You know it's a bit like um it is a bit being a football hub you have the Lowry is a is a football hub you have lots of football people there you have lots of football people where he goes for goes for dinner and and various different places in the city it really is a city that really feels football um and so I think it's quite good that he is seen out and about but I, I do think that he should by now he should have got a house um and kind of you know, hit the, hit the streets a bit more rather than just uh, you know and see the fans in, in a bit, you know, maybe in a bit more organic way rather than just uh, going to get, um, get going to get his restaurant food every day, which you know at the moment might seem a bit like going to the canteen every night.
3: Maybe he's not confident um, and... that he'll be there for a long time,
4: Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I've, I've absolutely no doubt that he, but, you know we've been saying he's. He's the under-pressant. People have been asking a question. I don't think he is, if, if I'm per- perfectly honest at the moment. I think there's definitely big problems there, but it's not like Chelsea last season where, where we're thinking, right, he's got two games to go. He's not going to last till Christmas. I think it's a bit, a bit of a different vibe to, to what it was a year ago.
2: Great. Talking about Chelsea there, Mike, uh, Eden Hazard had a blinder of a game on the weekend, scoring a couple and uh, just... You know, the blistering form he showed on the weekend was reminiscent of what he did two years ago when he was a player of the league. Um, the difference, uh, is it just the manager um, with Conte and uh, and also, you know, the fact that he couldn't get along with Mourinho last year?
4: Uh, well, I, I was there on, on Saturday for the 5-0 and he was absolutely fantastic. Um, now, now, Chelsea have really... Um, they, they, they changed Conte changed the formation uh, for the whole game. I think the start of October it was um, at the turn of the month, and since then they haven't looked back. Um, they barely conceded a goal, and they've been scoring a lot. And so Chelsea have benefited, but I think Hazard has benefited as well from this new formation, three four three. He's still, you yeah, Conte says he's working really hard, um, which is what he wants from him, like running and defending as well as attacking. But I think there's probably a little less um, onus on him tracking back than the, when there was in their other formation, which it was a, a four-two-three-one. So uh, I think he's benefited from, from that, and he's just playing with a lot of freedom and a lot of enjoyment at the moment, which is something that we we didn't see for the entire campaign last season. So um, yeah, it, that was another a, another really eye-catching performance over the weekend.
3: Hey, Mike, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, Spain on Wednesday, is that right? England?
4: Yeah, I mean, the, 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 yeah, the big one before that, though, is Friday night. I mean, Spain's the, the friendly, but yep. we've got Scotland um, on Friday we, we, where uh, points and, um, and reputations uh, are on the line.
3: Fair enough. We'll enjoy that, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Cheers, guys. There's Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK. Uh, That segment was brought to you by Tax Talk. We love to talk tax. Give Dom and the team a call on 1300 366 639. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football.
2: How much do you feel the game? Do you feel it like Brazilian commentators do?
4: A briga é com o Adilson, agora a paliga meteu no buraco, o e ele não
2: this game this has been a tribute to Brazilian commentators everywhere this is the four Diego's
3: on
0: 1116
3: SEN the four Diego's and thanks for your company here on the four Diego's really appreciate that Hey, we did advertise that we were going deep into the uh, Soccer Roos We camp. still are it, it is live tonight. it is live
2: radio. It is right? live radio. You can't apparently they had a traffic jam in yeah, Thailand. Which happens apparently yeah, happens. Yeah, they have got a few cars over there, a few motorbikes on the road, and then the tram trolleys all Yeah, ran yeah into they each were other. late at training. This is what by the way, this is what I've got to hot off the press from Dave Mason their the media manager. Um yeah, During they, they ad break, by the way. They, yeah, last last um, you know, they they had to train after the traffic jam. The players are doing recovery right now, yeah. and apparently Milo should be ready for us about 2 o'clock in the morning. Why
1: can't you? So we're going
2: to do it tomorrow night.
1: Why can't he just be handed the phone, the phone while he's on the foam roller during recovery? You know, no, no they're be, in the
2: pool. All he needs what? to do is say, Ange. Um, Actually, what we, would... We'll, we'll, why? Hot topic tonight. <laughs> what would be recovery in Thailand? Hmm. What would the, how would the soccer is? What would they be doing as recovery in Thailand? Zero 4 double
3: three, yeah. 11, 16. And
1: keep it clean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the foam roller.
3: You've got a thought on that, Carlos. What do you think?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Um, a I movie. A really good little Tom Yum, mm. you know, by the way of the nutrition. Maybe, uh, I don't know, what else do they have? Uh, a pad tie Nice little pad tie. And uh, just a little, nice little massage yeah, on the massage. beach.
3: One of the beach massages. You know how they advertise you go through um, you know, Chadston or High Point or yeah. one of those shopping centres? There's always a little shop that says <laughs> Thai Massage.
0: Have you ever been to one of those? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> I have. Not at all. I have. I have. You so, come back feeling refreshed. Yep. Just some dancing.
2: Maybe my groins See, would have lasted a lot roll? longer I if I did have those Thai was... Massages because they do stretch you a fair bit with the Thai Massages. They do. But I hope the boys... Have their massages on the beach for five bucks. Yeah, they deserve it. They're nice, cheap three <laughs> to five dollars. You can bargain. You can actually negotiate with them too. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Would this... they take a tuk tuk?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, I don't know. Was it too yeah. dangerous? Mm. It's
2: a way to beat the traffic.
3: Yeah. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Just uh, Dean and Crib Point. I wonder if Donald Trump will park the bus. <laughs> Well, he's going to have to put the <laughs> bus away. Yeah. yeah, there you
1: go. Let's hope he parks the nuclear yeah. codes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Anyway. So
3: we we can't bring
2: you Milosh tonight, right. let's but get, uh, but he'll be with us tomorrow night.
3: Let's get back to the Q and A then, because uh, then let, let's talk about the Socceroos uh, game against uh, Thailand, which is happening next Tuesday uh, at and uh, about eleven eleven PM our time is kick off. So uh, at a really good time, you know you. Put the kids to bed. Yeah. Uh, you're up in, on the couch. You know you're watching the football. at 11. I love watching football at that time. Yeah,
2: don't you, Carl? Right. I, I, yeah,
3: well, I, you get used to if it. It's if it's roos, I'll watch it fan. whatever time, Vinny. Uh,
2: but yes. these days, whenever I hit midnight, doesn't matter what I'm doing, it's a head snaps <laughs> yeah, <Just laughs> straight away. There's that too. But yeah. uh, you know, but, I'm, but it's Socceroos. I'm, I'm wide awake and focused. I am a bit younger than you, but um,
3: <laughs> hey. So so let's talk about Vinny. Do you want to talk about? Um, you want to talk about who's going to score? Now, well, for the Socceroos, obviously. It um, is a worry with of Vinny's. Tommy Urich. Uh, and Timmy Kale's not there. Timmy Kale's not there. Um, Mas Luongo mm. has been ruled out. Um, so, what do you think, Vinny?
0: Well, it, it is a bit of a worry, but I, I think that uh, we're moving beyond having that sort of the sole lone pronger score, putting him behind the net. But Urich being out, given his form of late, is a bit, a bit of a disappointment. But I think Nathan Burns, I, I like Nathan Burns, and I just think he's going to start putting a few more away because he gets himself into good position. So I'm not completely worried. And I'm a little bit... I don't know whether Bratton can play in the Luongo position per se, but if he could fit in there, that would be fun.
2: Look, you know, I look at the result... I look at the possible goal scorers, Vinny, and I always like the look of Nathan Burns, but 23 games for the Socceroos, only three goals. Mm. Uh, we go down the list here. You've got someone like a Tommy Urich who's out now, but even he played 20 games and four goals. Mm. Robbie Cruz, 47 games and four goals. Uh, we've got Matthew Leckie, 36 games and three. We don't have prolific goal scorers, right. So we're kind of hoping someone like a Jamie McLaren can come in and start as a young guy start poking in goals and start getting the feel of scoring regularly because we don't have that striker, and we haven't had one for a long time, a striker... Um, who scores quite regularly at international level. So I'm kind of hoping that Ange is part of his legacy, because there's another talking point too, by the way, how long Ange is going to be national coach. People keep on thinking he's going to be there forever, but he may move on to something else. Uh, So I'm hoping that his legacy will be able to unearth Mm. some kid or some player that starts scoring regularly at that level.
1: It's the sum of the parts, boys. Have faith in the fact that the parts will come together and they'll find a way to score a goal. This is actually the first... This is the first sporting event that's been held in Thailand since the death of the king, and I'm I find it really interesting to have a to have some sort of sense of how the game's going to go. Like the Thai team, as much as they sit on the bottom of the ladder in this group, they've been competitive through most of their games so far, and just being beaten on a couple of occasions by the odd goal. Now, well, will not, they do it for the king? Well, I mean, it, it's hard to know. I mean they've they've loosened some of the restrictions around oh, well, they were, no celebrating that's and, right. and they're allowing colours. So there's a, going to be a bit more of a genuine footballing atmosphere. It's going to be really interesting, I think. Australia hasn't had – you know, this is the first time that we've had, well, you know, a Southeast Asian country in our group. We've been more Middle Eastern and, and Japan and stuff. And we've normally – we've had trouble at times two um, Asian Cups ago. Or yeah, in two 2000, 2007. We've had trouble yeah. winning games in this part of the world. So I think as much as you're confident, I think it's there are a lot of questions about this game. I think personnel, the opposition, so forth.
2: But there's goals in Tommy Rogic. <laughs> so he's Your a husband. guy who's been scoring regularly in his club football. Uh, but really, the rest of them, it, it's, it's going to be, like you said, it's a sum of the parts. Yeah, it is a sum yeah. of the parts.
0: Yeah, uh, Warren, you know... <laughs> I, the the Thai gaffer at half time can he come in and say lads you got to spark up? Is he legally allowed sure. to say that given th- that they're still in mourning?
1: They're not allowed to have they're not allowed to show any joy on their yeah, faces. But, uh, I, but, I don't know. No, have
2: they just alleviated the restrictions on the Australian supporters?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Or the
2: Thai supporters are allowed to no, wear their colours, or they're just.
1: I think it's just the Australian supporters. I think if you're a Thai and you you maybe celebrate a bit too much at, at a goal that. It, you're talking serious punishment, Carlos. Serious, yeah, serious yeah. punishment. <laughs> keep going. No, no, no. No, oh, good. no it's just the first time no, you've ever stopped, I right the on time. the whistle. I keep the time.
3: Just off the text message here from Eric and Keela Downs. My God, guys, remember the, when was the last time you got a Thai massage? 3 to $5. Cheapest is 3 to $400 Thai. Thai really? Bar, $15.
2: God. I was a Cowlack last year and on the beach. How, how much did it cost It wasn't you? a great massage. It was 3 bucks. <laughs> I, I, I think they... You know, I think they... Uh, Put one over me actually. Yeah, They're yeah. just people walking by and they said, yeah, we'll yeah. do your message. There you go.
3: Thanks for that. Uh nine four oh zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Uh, if you want to talk to the Diegos, make sure you send us a text message or give us a call, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Hey, um, before we go to the break, I want to talk about this, let's talk about a new franchise. New franchise in Tasmania. Now, Warren, you are you're an insider here. Is is this a good idea? I mean obviously other codes and, and let's not get into the other codes necessarily, but other codes: it is avoided good measure Tasmania reason
2: Rod what's the reason though? Well, you pop- tell me: Well, the market is too small. Uh, yeah, you know, and um, it's not really financial,
3: no it's not too, that's what yeah. I mean. It's, How it's, would yeah. you know? It's booting. seriously?
2: Well, it's not me, but the finest minds, no, the, the finest mines. The finest mines okay. commercial commercial mines, mines <laughs> in the biggest sport per capita in the world, AFL per capita mm, in the world, interesting. Uh, refuse after all the pressure from KB and the rest of them right uh, to introduce a club in Tasmania um, you know they've done their research this they is a just...
1: great see do you like the idea hang you know, on hang
2: on it's You walk now, let me, in let me, the top end of town let don't me finish you? let me finish, let, let me finish for end. a second let me finish for a second. I'm not saying Tassie don't deserve an A League yes, team. Yes you are But they don't deserve an A League team before <laughs> another team in Sydney or another team oh, in Melbourne. That's, and they won't introduce a Tassie yeah. team in the first round. There's no guarantee. There's no there's no way in the world even using the US pollsters, right? <laughs> there's no way in the world that uh a Tassie team will be introduced in the a-league before a sydney team or a melbourne team that's it you do walk you, at the top you end think, of town do you with think, donald
1: trump's mates do you think do you think the
2: tassie will get in before a sydney uh, team or melbourne obviously team? obviously not because, okay well that's what i'm saying know,
1: obviously not because the people who make these decisions they hide behind rubbery figures and <laughs> they hide behind this sense that small markets can't work you know what if the a league wants to create a bit of brand difference okay b- brand difference and the a league goes into a market that the a- that the um afl chooses not to or rugby get or their, basketball Tassie, or cricket they get there first <laughs> cricket, cricket, outside of <laughs> Outside of the, they got a big the Hurricanes. So yeah, a big, the Hobart and, uh, Hurricanes. So I don't follow it, but anyway. Yeah, clearly you don't. They don't, they don't have naive. lacrosse. They don't have equestrian.
2: <laughs> they don't have table tennis. They've got
1: one of only... Synchronised swimming, no way. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> they sail a lot. You're just naive.
0: You're naive. Warren, do you think they'd get a lot of people?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Finny, do you think they'll get a lot of people? In all honesty... <laughs> What's a lot of people? In all honesty, they need what? an average crowd of somewhere between 10 to 15,000 No, we people. don't want
2: clubs like that anymore. <laughs> Mediocrity. Oh, of course. We not. don't want the clubs like that. Well, let's go back to the old NSL the then. <laughs> okay? We want 25,000, 30,000. We want derbies, we want excitement, and that's what TV wants. See, Warren, you talk about me being naive. That is naive. Yeah. It's like you've never owned a TV in your life. <laughs> Free to air TV want derbies. I'm telling you now... And You know what's driving the agenda right now? What free to wear TV wants. It's a wants. unique
1: opportunity, a unique opportunity for the A-League to go into a marketplace and give this state their highest-profiled national team in a national competition. No question. And in all honesty, and just for 10,000 naive because... <laughs> just for you, 10,000 people. North Melbourne and Hawthorne, who only, they only sort of Wrong word, but titillate the the Tasmanian market by going there and playing the hey, odd game. Are we game. talking about
2: Thai massages again?
1: <laughs> they they get Hawthorne have built their membership over ten thousand people in the Tasmanian experience. You know
0: whether what? What there are crowds down yeah, but there. hold on a minute, are, theoretically, if you could get ten to fifteen thousand regularly course. at a game, you take it you would. no, you take every- it.
2: You'd take it now under these circumstances. But free to wear TV don't want to see that. They've made it really clear. They want to see derbies. They want to see 30,000, 40,000 crowds because it was a spectacle, selling sponsorship, the whole thing. Guys, it's not what's good for the game that's driving this. This is a lecture it, It's not what's it's good TV. for the game. It's what's good for free-to-air TV Correct. that's driving this right now, guys. Okay? You so, fill
1: Bluntstone Arena with somewhere around 16,000 people for the Tasmanian Tigers versus Melbourne victory, and it looks fill, full – you're telling me that that's not something. You put that's... another.
2: You put another team in Melbourne and have another derby. You have then you have oh, what, yeah. you well, have at least four. They've got to get Melbourne
3: City um, no, no. up to those levels. Carlos.
2: Well, but Melbourne City and Melbourne Victory get your forty thousand at True. their derby. So another Melbourne team will get. In. So that's what they want to see, guys. I'm sorry to break the news, Warren. I'm sorry to break it. I really feel for you because I know you got a close a close at all connection with Tassie. You, I love Tassie. You coach the under twelve. I'll tell you now, Carlos.
1: I'll tell you now. I'll get one of the people, Ooh. I'll get one of the people in the Tasmanian Consortium on air Weird. in the next two weeks, yep. okay, the next two weeks, and I'm just going to listen to them take you down, no, like, but, piece but, by, but, piece, hey, by piece by piece. Pedro
2: on the panel, please tape this. I'm not saying, <laughs> tape, it. <laughs> tape it, yeah, tape it. I'm not saying that Tassie should not be admitted yes, to the are. A-League. You I'm are. just saying, free-to-air TV imperatives... Will overtake here. What's necessarily good for the game, compared to what's good commercially. Last time I
1: checked, we don't have a so free to air. Pedro,
2: when you, press stop now and, and when, <laughs> press stop.
3: And when you tape it, make sure you can splice it up a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, get right. the chalk out, yeah, splice yeah, it up, yeah. and make why, sure
0: it why sounds Why do they need to be mutually exclusive? And you know, because I, I Tassie won't what bring your saying. thirty
2: and forty thousand people to games. It won't do it, Vinny. That's the problem here. Free to wear TV is governing where the sport is going if we want the money, if the club owners want double the amount of money in the sport, from 40 million to 80 million. Warren,
3: we're holding you to that. Um, yeah, we next, want someone from next week. Somebody
1: on. Next week. Next week. Oh, well. Pedro, I, I, you've got I, that tape. Unlike yourself, Carlos, oh, so I don't on. promise things. I don't promise things I can't deliver.
3: This <laughs> segment was brought to you by the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. It starts in 2017 and it's open for enrolments right now. Give them a call. It's a great academy, 9409. 9409- 8800 from years 10, 11 and 12. If you're a gun footballer, if you've got a gun footballer as a child, um, this is a good place to uh, send them, So, Monica's Monica's College in Epping. Hey, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football.
2: Argentina's biggest and best-supported club, Boca Juniors, were founded in 1905 by an Irishman named Patrick McCarthy and a group of Italian immigrants. The founding members, unable to decide what colors to play in, chose to adopt the national colors of the next ship to sail up the river plate. The boat was Swedish, hence Bocca's strip of blue and yellow. This has been a useless trivia moment by the Four Diegos. On 1116 SEN,
3: The Four Diegos. Coming up after The Diegos, it's the Overnight Crowd with Scotty Cooney. Make sure you stick around for that. Uh, had a, geez, a feisty conversation in here
2: and uh, off air normal, and on air. It's just a normal, calm, even-tempered conversation. <laughs> around, feedback,
1: right? is, feedback is good. Yeah. Around
3: Tasmania.
2: Warren question mark
3: yep. off the SMS. <laughs> That's true. <laughs>
1: Does that mean I, I mean, don't know who my second name is. Or? From
3: Bob. Hi, man. If you played an A League game in Hobart, you would average 750 <laughs> people to a match. Bob um, Styles. Bob Styles gave us oh, a there's surname. Oh, it's Nobby well. Styles' uh, <laughs> relative. <laughs> yeah,
0: Having recently toured Tasmania, I do say I, I am doubtful that they'll get numbers because <laughs> I went through some towns. There, there were no bakeries, even really. No, that's I was strange. disturbed by that. Yeah, yeah. By the
2: way, but that's the economic impact that an A League club will have. They'll yes. get bakeries because of. You know, a national team, national sport being played there tell regularly. You, tell regularly. If you want a holiday, state, by the way, like. if you want a holiday,
3: you can't go too wrong with Tasmania, just yeah. quietly. But um, I
2: mean, I, you know, names like Launceston, Wednesdays, <laughs> Hobart Athletic. Yeah, that's not too bad. You know, bad. Uh, Jackie Lambie's, Caledonia. You know, um, I don't know what else is Thistle, it? Thistle, Tasmania, <laughs> or whatever.
3: Yeah. What a, What about um, the Hobart Police? That's right, Hobart yes. Police is a good one.
2: Young Boys of Launceston. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Young Boys it's, it's, of Launceston. It's all, it's all about the name, <laughs> I
3: reckon. Yeah, get an interesting sponsor to mm. that group. Hey, this segment's brought to you by Best on Plumbing, uh, Victoria's most trusted plumbing and drainage experts for over 26 years. A great group. Go to beston.net.au or call them on 1300 three hundred. Best on. Hey, um, we're on tomorrow night. The uh, final whistle is on Maybe. A Thursday I'll, I might night. Come in. No, you need to come in, Warren, because Melbourne City take on Newcastle That's Jets. Why.
1: I'm actually going to the game. Are you? And then yeah, coming I'm in. Go and then come to the Don't game.
2: I got to say, Warren, yes. uh, on my little stint on with Andy Marr on Tuesday. Mm, yep, yep. Uh, a few question marks from callers and yep. SMSs, wondering now that the City have got, you know, a great squad. They have. They've mm. got winners in every line. Yep. Terrific players when they're on song as a team. They're almost Brizlona-like, mm-hmm. you know, the Ange Postecoglou. So the question mark now is, have they got the right manager, right coach?
1: Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, I just I'm think asking. That's I'm a, just asking. Don't, have, it's a don't complete, shoot the messenger. It's I'm a just complete telling you. overreaction. I would have said on one flash. pressure's on
2: him now. He's got the squad. I think in the past there's question marks over the type of, yeah. but now he's got the players. There's pressure on everyone, Carlos.
1: Every every day of the week. There's every- not pressure on Tim Cahill. Every, there's well, not.
2: There's not pressure on Tim. No, Carl.
1: there's not. But he places there's, pressure on there, himself.
2: There's oh,
0: not there, pressure there, on Bruno Fornaroli. There are so many books that Tim can pack down his uh, shorts. <laughs> his Does pressure, anyone know
1: how Colazzo's middle ear issue is going? Is he back tomorrow night? I mean, Fair Dinkum. This can could be, be get a, a right? David
2: Veer type situation where I mean, he could be gone. Owen I mean, oh yeah, Hargraves. Owen Hargraves. There's,
1: <laughs> there's no. There's no way. Uh, I mean, look. Let's see how they go the next time they play a solid team. They'll beat Newcastle. Tomorrow I heard. I heard
2: his nickname is Sick Note.
0: <laughs> he's, he's so crook all the time Apparently he's so upset about it He doesn't even watch SBS with subtitles <laughs> <laughs> You can't handle it He's very frustrated yeah, no,
2: yeah. But look, you've diverted beautifully No, no you've John Vance, We're
1: all under pressure Carlos in any no,
0: way, those, shape or form
2: We're all players, under pressure Those players aren't under pressure Johnny Van Skip's got the squad now We've seen glimpses of what they can do Everyone got really excited about it and now the fans out there, the punters out there, are asking the question: that's, Do they have the right coach for that star-studded squad? You know, surely, Super stirring. Tim.
0: Surely, Super Tim would be wanting to score another goal soon. Oh yeah. Well, they st- crosses pressure.
1: last
3: week were atrocious. I think there's turn. been no. Yeah.
1: I think there's been twenty-seven crosses. Yep. All right. Yeah. No, oh, they,
3: definitely. They were. They were. They were. They're not playing to Timmy's strengths at all. Mm. What about the victory versus Western Sydney Wanderers game? Danger game for on, victory. On Saturday night. Danger,
1: um, I, Wanderers were, I, I tell you, that I like that 7 o'clock game on a Sunday. It's actually I sit, Saturday. No, oh, no, sorry, oh, last no, week. listen for a second. <laughs> oh, listen. Keep I going. like the 7 o'clock game on a Sunday, and that's that game that Perth are playing at the moment, which I enjoy watching. And it was a, it was a cracking game. Wanderers-Perth game. game, a really, really cracking game. It was. And I think Wanderers are getting better, and this won't be an upset, but I actually think they're, they're quite close. There were some changes made last week to their team. Robbie Cornthwaite felt the knife from the poor back pass the week before. My mate Andrew Redmayne was, <laughs> was okay. Um, I think Wanderers are a real chance of causing an upset in this game because it's at home for Melbourne Victory. And I'm going to back um, the Wanderers to win. There you go. What do you think, uh, Vinny? You, you're confident? I'm not confident. No, no. Now, that,
0: now that Barisha's missed a penalty, I'm <laughs> not confident <laughs> it's anymore. it's all over for
3: <laughs> Well, looking forward to that game on Saturday night. We're going to have to take a quick break and come back with more of the Diego's on 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's Home of Football.
2: Football is like a religion to me. I worship the ball and treat it like a god. Too many players think of a football as something to kick. They should be taught to caress it and treat it like a precious gem. This has been a hot and sweaty but strangely arousing Pelé moment by the Four Diegos. On 11.16, SEN, the Four Diegos. I'm not saying that Tassie should not be admitted to the A-League. I'm just saying free-to-air TV imperatives... Will overtake here what's necessarily good for the game.
3: Gee, there you go, Carlos. You didn't even move your lips then. Hey, was uh. That,
1: can I ask? Go on. Why was that played again?
3: Oh, well. What was that, the significance you know, of that? A couple of creatives uh, in the control room over there thought that, that was uh,
1: interesting. We hear enough of his voice. Anyway. Seriously. We're
3: <laughs> back tomorrow night. Uh, Melbourne City take on Newcastle Jets. SEN are broadcasting that game, and then we're on after it with the final whistle. Come along, I'll be there. Oh, Come along and a say a lot. They they'll on.
2: lose 7,000 people now. <laughs>
3: that's it uh, for this week's show. Thanks for listening. So remember, Carlos... Wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out... We'll be, be there. Wherever you samba, rumba and la We'll be there. Wherever
0: there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet... We'll be, be there.
1: Wherever gringos play football... We'll be there. We are the Four Diego. Ole!